Yesterday, we went through the uh, arriving sequence in great detail where the arriving, becoming available to, to uh, life, becoming available to yourself so that you are available to yourself in life and then available to the Dharma so that you are actually, you're, you're more and more here. You know you're here both in terms of just life itself and then you and your own personal experience. And uh, so it's the personal part of the impersonal that's taught in Buddhism. And then the, the Dhamma is the, a way of, of, of being grounded to meet life. And uh, we equated it uh, with your, uh, your deepest values, your own value system. And we went through various kinds of experiences around this. And we did a lot of heart opening as part of our, our meditation practices. Today, we're going to, oh, I'm sorry. The other thing we did is we went through the first of the first three of the four foundations of mindfulness and, uh, um, and made some reference to the fourth foundation of mindfulness that's taught as the Satipatthana Sutta. And we referenced being available in regards to the direct knowing, having direct knowing, which is where inside arises. In, uh, in relation to the, what the Buddha is pointing to in all three of those uh, f- uh, first, uh, those first three Satipatthanas without getting uh, to be academic about it or conceptual, but um, all the references was from an experience basis and uh, that you got to have. Today, we're going to start with uh, going back to the the very first Satipatthana of of awareness of the body, we went through all the various ways that the Buddha taught, which was more than any other thing that he taught. He gave more detail about in the Satipatthana suttas about the various ways you could be mindful of the body and experience the body as direct experience than he did the, the other teachings. And we are going today uh, again, following this uh, direct experience, not a concept, not our thoughts about it, not somebody's view about it, but we are going to look directly, have our own direct experience of the felt sense of awareness itself and awareness being embodied, being in that first satipatthana that, the, that awareness is in, infuses the body. And you can say, well, that's the brain. The brain's part of the body, but uh, there's uh, lots of other ways to look at that if we're going to get be um, uh, conceptual about it, but we're not being. You can feel for yourself your, your own experience of awareness. The way I am using awareness for this purpose is that it is the capacity that allows mindfulness to occur, and regular consciousness to occur. The Satipatthana is all about what happens to us. It's outward looking in that way. It includes what happens in the mind, but it's outward looking. So consciousness is occurring in relation to an object. 
again, uh, staying away from the the uh, intellectual arguments about that. That there's the, vinyana is uh, the the you know, Theravadan term for a, a regular consciousness. It's in like regular consciousness is an act where like you're you're aware that it's cool or you're uh, uh, that you're hungry or that you think this. That a, a thought, any kind of registering of a thought is happening with uh, with uh, a, this regular kind of consciousness based on uh, four other things that occur, beginning with, uh, with some sort of contact and uh, so forth. So it, that's kind of the science of it. And that's regular, just like the consciousness that we have and that a dog has, you know. And then mindfulness is this, uh, the sati is a kind of expanded uh, consciousness and uh, both of those, both both of the regular moments of consciousness, and the the sati, employs some capacity of the mind. We're not trying to define what the mind is here, mind you, <laughs> but that it is that there is a capacity that is being utilized. And what is the nature of that capacity? So when you have a thought, when you have when you have a smell, a taste. And when when you when you're being mindful of something, when you're you're considering reflecting on something, some capacity is being utilized. And uh, what we want to see today is what is our direct experience of that capacity. And we we want to to see for ourselves, feel for ourselves, directly experience is when we notice the presence of that capacity. Does it give us space uh, around the experience such that there's more choice? Yesterday, we talked so much about how when we're available, we have choice and how choice is like the pivotal point in how our life goes because we, we choose and we choose from an aligned place where we're, we're, we're seeing with Dharma eyes um, uh, hearing with Dharma ears, so we we choose non-harming over harming, non-suffering over suffering, and that that for that to occur, uh, we we having space around the experience so that we're just not we're not caught in the movie-like aspect of our experience. Um, uh, and the Buddha talked about this as being like a dream or a like foam on, on the ocean. That, that's what that, that movie like version, the way we take our narrative and we get completely lost in it. And in getting completely lost in our narrative, we lose the sense of spaciousness. We lose that sense of choice. We're, we're not available to ourselves to make choice. We're just, we're not, we, we go on our habits, we go on our conditions, what someone's told us to believe, all of this, we don't have choice. So we are, we are, we are caught in the arising experience uh, and don't have, uh, lose our agency, lose our autonomy, lose our empowerment around it. So we don't, uh, if uh, we may or may not get back to our real values, what we really care about, and therefore we, we, we cause harm sometimes um, deliberately because we're mad or we feel justified or 
scared and whatever, or we, we cause harm to ourselves or another without realizing it because we're in such a reactive state of mind. And this reactivity, uh, this reactive state of mind uh, uh, comes about because of this sense of uh, uh, we're, we're just there in it, whatever, whatever is happening to us. And in retreat, we get this chance to look at all of that because we, we're only talking to ourselves and therefore that minimizes the amount of harm. And then if, uh, if we remember that we have, um, we've taken the vows of non-judging, non-comparing and non-fixing, then there's even less likelihood we could cause ourselves harm with our thoughts. We would not be mean to ourselves because that, that when we're usually being harsh towards ourselves, it's because of judging or comparing or fixing that we're having all of this response. So the, 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 um, opportunity here is that we, we get to feel, oh, it's true. There is not that, that there is a capacity. We're not arguing. We're not involved in any of those Buddhist arguments, <laughs> but that there is a capacity we can feel that is employed. And, and the term that uh, I'm using for that is awareness. And um, I, uh, I've asked various people what term they thought I should use. And uh, uh, the one that's most commonly used, uh, the most commonly suggested is maha, meaning great sati, maha sati. Great sati, great, great, uh, that, this mindfulness. I, again, it's the experience, how we label it intellectually is just not so important from my point of view because it's uh, what, what, as we explored yesterday, it's the heart that's being freed. Having made reference to judging, comparing, and fixing, we took vows, which we invite you to join in to, with us, that we would that we re, we would renounce for the we have a, a, a renunciation of our judging mind, our comparing mind, and our fixing mind for the duration of the retreat, and um, and those are defined by when we start judging good or bad, and we contract into a selfing. We have an idea that there's a self, and that's all tied, contracted, clinging in nature. And all the hindrances can arise the same with, with comparing mind, which is better than, worse than. Uh, the Buddha said to avoid even being the same as. No, none of those thoughts. And then fixing mind is where rather than staying with the experience, we actually distance ourselves from our experience. And so we don't ever really get to know it because we're too busy fixing it because of some judging and comparing or, or, or just unease with the experience because it's unfamiliar or there's been some past trauma around it. So um, uh, that, that's what we're doing, and, and the, the, we, we, we then took quite a bit of time looking at discernment, and that is the opposite of the judging, comparing, and feeling contraction is where we're using discernment, which can look like those three, but are quite different, and that they, they are infused with and lead to greater wisdom and compassion. So insight arises from discernment, not from the judging and comparing and fixing. Insight that frees the mind heart. Insight that frees the mind heart. I hope you had a good uh, evening of rest. And let us, let us uh, give ourselves over to this day without a demand of the day be 
other than it will be. That we give ourselves over to having the experience that we're present and caring, bringing wisdom and compassion to the day as it is. And that we trust ourselves that in doing that, that the highest possible sense of well-being, of understanding can arise because we are available to ourselves in this caring way. Very practical, and yet what happens is very, very mysterious. <laughs>